Hey, folks, I know there are lots of business owners who listen to this show. Maybe some of you never planned on running a business, but now here you are. One thing you've always got to keep in mind is how much you're spending on your operating costs. That's one of the first things we had to keep in mind with WTF. And with things costing more today than they did when we started, you want to keep your expenses down. To reduce costs and headaches, be smart and use NetSuite by Oracle, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. Reduce IT costs, cut the costs of maintaining multiple systems, improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash WTF for more. That's netsuite, N-E-T-S-U-I-T-E dot com slash WTF. All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fuck, Nicks? What's happening? This is Mark Marin. Uh, this is my podcast, WTF. I'm still in Burlington, Vermont. Theoretically, I would have gotten home yesterday if you're listening to this Monday, but I'm here on Saturday doing this. I don't know why I've uh, decided to do that time, fuck with time thing with you to tell you exactly the process, but I think it's kind of interesting. Like, you know, God forbid, I maybe, you know, all of a sudden this afternoon in Burlington decide, hey, you know, maybe I'm going to go off the grid. Maybe I'm going to relapse on alcohol and just live my life in this small park that's here in Burlington that seems to accommodate people who have given up their life. Perhaps maybe that'll happen. And then you'll have this intro and you'll be listening to it Monday and think everything's fine. And then like, where's Mark? So now you kind of know, God forbid, I don't think it's going to happen. But if I'm not around Thursday, somebody checked the park in Burlington. It seemed like a, a comfortable place to kind of casually spend the rest of your life outdoors. Big show today. This is uh, it's very exciting, actually. I talked to Mavis Staples of the uh, Staples family. Uh, she's obviously a solo artist, but was with the Staples singers for forever, and uh, but does, has done much of her own work and is a a, a revered and uh, amazing soul singer, and she's here. Uh, some of you know the story. I, I met her. I ran into her in England on a radio show, and I just uh, loved her, and she loved me, I believe, and she came over, and it was a, a quite an amazing conversation. She is still going strong, and she's, I, I don't want to say she's old, but she's no youngster, but she's, her clarity is amazing. Her stories are amazing. Her heart is amazing. And, uh, and it's, it's look forward to it. It's, it's literally going to happen in a matter of minutes, depending on the choices you make around what I'm saying now, or, you know, how long I talk. If you're locked in, I I don't know. There is some stuff I want to talk about. I'll I'll tell you about my experience in Burlington, but first I want to tell you about this, uh, this documentary I saw, cause I don't know how long you've been listening, but years ago I had Harry Dean Stanton on. It was not one, uh, a shining moment for me. I don't think I behaved properly in the, in the around the fact that the guy was almost a hundred years old and I, I didn't feel like he, I, I really got through to him. I, I mean, I did, but, uh, I, I was insecure in the moment and I had the woman who directed the documentary on with, uh, the Harry Dean Stanton interview. Uh, her name is Sophie Huber. 
And she recently got in touch with me and she told me she had done this documentary. She had made a documentary about Blue Note Records. Now, as those of you know who have been listening, I've been sort of going down a jazz rabbit hole a bit and it's only getting deeper and it's, I'm getting more into it. I'm understanding more about it. I just spent uh, a couple hours with Ben Sidron in Madison when I, I, uh, I was there. He's been on the show, jazz historian and also a amazing jazz pianist. And we sat around and listened to records. He turned me on to some new stuff, but he's got a whole wall of original Blue Note records and I find the universe pretty fascinating. So out of nowhere... Sophie emails me and she's like, do you want to check out this doc? And I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, I do. And it's, it's amazing. It puts, it puts the entire jazz, like a whole swath of American jazz history into a very unique perspective in terms of where it came from, the, the founders of Blue Note, the artists that were involved. There was like recording done. The sound engineer at the original Blue Note, he was like just a dude but he didn't have a studio and they were recording some of those early blue note records in his parents' house in the living room. He built a booth in his parents' living room and fucking miles Davis would go record in this guy's parents' living room. So I I'm no pioneer The the garage living room bedroom recording situation has has been happening for decades apparently because i'm reading a book about les paul right now too les paul and leo fender um the birth of loud about the creating of the first solid body electric guitar and it turns out fucking les paul you know whether he or not he designed the les paul guitar before that when he was like sort of obsessed with recording had a studio set up in his garage of his bungalow in hollywood in the 40s and he was experimenting with sound out there with all these devices and stuff. And Bean Crosby would come by. All these people would come by. But I felt uh, the kindred spirits. You know what I mean? I'm not at the cutting edge of anything, really. Other people have done, I mean, arguably bigger things in their garage or parents' living rooms than, uh, than I've done. Okay, so that guy had Miles Davis in his parents' living room. I did have uh, President Obama in my garage. But did we make amazing sounds? Did we make amazing jazz? Did we riff? Did we take it places? Kind of, but all right, maybe I'm on the same level. I'll take it. Thank you for giving it to me, me. So the documentary is uh, called Blue Note Records Beyond the Notes. And I tell you, man, it just put the whole thing into context, the social element of it, the societal element of it what that jazz, what the evolution of jazz out of swing into bop, into hard bop, you know, into these different definitions, what these guys were really pushing towards, what the element of uh, improvisational freedom really means. It, it kind of really got at the heart of the art of improvisation, you know, where and why and what propels it. And it also integrates the, the sort of history of Blue Note into early hip hop, into how it influenced that. And then, you know, made a fairly deep argument that, that hip hop is the natural sort of extension of the, the impetus of, of jazz improvisation and of, of jazz in general. And then I got into, and then I started listening to Flying Lotus yesterday, walking around um, Burlington. I'm like, because Anderson Pack talked about him. And, you know, there's a Kamasi connection, there's a Kendrick connection, and, you know, it's hip-hop's not really my world, but I'm pretty dug into the jazz trip, so now I'm walking around listening to Flying Lotus in, with that set of glasses on, or that, that perspective, and I'm like, oh yeah, 
oh yeah, I get it. This is what this does make sense. But the doc is great. Apparently, the doc is played on the festival circuit, and the filmmakers are are now self releasing it. But I want to I want to tell you now when and where the upcoming screenings are happening. It opens at the Metrograph in New York City this Friday, June 14th. And then it's opening in Los Angeles at the Lamley Santa Monica on June 28th. And I'll try to keep you posted about uh, more screening dates because I think uh, I think you'll like this movie. If I'm speaking to you, you know who you are. So I've been in Burlington for a few days and we're assuming I'm home now. I've established that with you. That's the time frame. That's the arc. And it was, it's nice, man. I haven't been up here in a long time. And uh, last time I was up here, I was at the Flynn Theater. Now I'm doing this club, the, uh, what is it? The Vermont Comedy Club. And I was trying to sort of go back in my mind to other times that I'd been to Burlington. There used to be a gig up here. It was called The Front. It was a rock club. I remember doing a show there with uh, David Cross it's like a, a real memory for me because we drove up from Boston to do this one-nighter. We probably had gone to Killington to do a gig there at the, at the ski slopes called Mother Shapiro's. And then there was another one, but whatever. But I remember the front because I remember Dave in this large rock club was on stage and he was tanking hard. And I remember standing at the side of the stage giving him the wrap-up sign and him being mad about that. He was mad about it because it wasn't, you know, whatever was important to me was not important to Dave. And that's why Dave's Dave. And that's why I'm me. But uh, I was curious when I got up here where it was, where it was at. And it turns out it, the, the place that was right next to where I am. I'm, I'm, it's right next. It's a ski store now. And apparently I did a search uh, on Google where you search. And uh, I was trying to find it. And it turns out that Fish sort of was, it was sort of one of their home bases. They did like 50 shows there. So even though a lot of you want me to interview Trey, and even though I've not ever listened to one Fish record, I, I have shared the stage with the, with the fellas. You know, we, we riffed out in the same venue back in the day. Now it's a ski store. So I don't know. I don't know what that does for my memories. It doesn't matter. But I have been getting out. I have been walking around. I've, I had, uh, I ate twice at this place called Hen of the Wood, which is an amazing restaurant. My buddy Jimmy came up from New Hampshire, took a break from like sitting alone by himself in the woods and uh, <laughs> came up to hang out. And we're having a nice time. We're just kind of getting started, about to walk the trails in, you know, in clothes that weren't really walkable. But this was, this was a great moment of, you know, kind of, I couldn't tell, it's some sort of entitlement. But we're about to start up the hill, and there's a, a woman there who looked like she was about to start up the hill, and she was holding her phone, and she uh, <laughs> she looked at us, and she go there was a fork in the trail, there was a fork in the trail, and she looked at us, and she uh, she goes, "Which way are you going?" And we we're like, "I don't know. I, I guess we'll we'll go over that way." She's like, "Oh, good, because I'm about to start a conference call," and it's like what the fuck like oh i'm sorry are we in your fucking office jesus christ man it was a good moment but like part of me because maybe because i'm a libra i you know later i don't even know why i said that but later i thought like well maybe she didn't want to bother our hike 
Maybe she didn't want us to feel uh, intruded upon while she's yelling at her, you know, into a phone just to you know be heard on a conference call in the middle of the woods. But I'd like to stick with the other way that that she thought like, you know, this was her space to do her work and not a public, beautiful outdoor place. But that was nice. I walked around. I got some woods and uh, and I, you know, with sort of a mild sort of sub panic about uh about uh, deer ticks and lyme disease and because i just got back right now it just reminded me apparently I, I i have to check my body for ticks and from what i understand i gotta really check it for ticks like i gotta yeah i, I didn't roll around in the dirt but apparently these ticks are crafty so i'm gonna be going in gonna be gonna be taking a good look at some stuff that i probably don't look at that intensely on a day-to-day basis so there, you're all caught up. You feel better? So Mavis Staples, uh, a legend, uh, a wonderful woman, and a great artist, uh, has a new album out, uh, We Get By, it's called. It's available now wherever you get music. She worked with Ben Harper on this, who I also uh, am a big fan of, and I, I hope you enjoy this time I spent with Mavis Staples. Sometimes I wish I paid more attention in school, or in some cases, any attention at all. There are probably a lot of things I could have gotten more out of, like literature, and now it's probably not in the cards to go back to school and study the classics. But luckily for us, there's a new podcast called The Foxed Page that dives deep into the best books of all time. This is basically like the best possible college English class, but more relaxed and fun. No pressure of grades or needing to prepare something to say in class. It's only the books you want to read and know about presented by best-selling author Kimberly Ford. Everything from Cormac McCarthy to Madame Bovary, from classics like Frankenstein to modern hits like Lessons in Chemistry. I love Ireland, but I missed the boat on James Joyce. The Fox Page has a three-part series on Dubliners, and that's a pretty great starting point. Want to get the most out of what you read? The Fox Page is for you. Get it now wherever you get your podcast. How often do you come out here? Do you like it out here? I come, I, I love it. But I love it, you know, just for coming out here and getting back back to Chicago. Yeah. You know, yeah. but I uh, I come maybe twice a year. Yeah. Twice a year. And uh, if I got a, a new record, I'll come and hang with the band. Yeah, you know, rather right. rather than bringing them all to Chicago. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll so, you, but you didn't? Did you record it out here? You didn't record it out here. We recorded out here. This last you, album, you did I record it out here. Yeah, I talked and to a band. Hensley Hensley yeah. Studio. Oh yeah, where's is that in Hollywood or is it yeah. where? Oh, it is. It's in Hollywood. I talked to you know Ben Harper did this one right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I've had him in here. I had him in here with uh, with Charlie Musselwhite. Is they, that right? They were both in here. Oh, I know that was awesome. Playing the blues. <laughs> Yeah, he's a smart guy. I like the way the record sounds. It's very, you know, how does that work with you? Because you've worked with so many producers. Uh-huh. Do they just call you up and go like, "I wrote you a bunch of songs, Mavis"? No, well, well, <laughs> well, what, 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 Ben? Yeah, Ben had written me one song. Yeah, a, a love and trust. Right, and uh, that song, I, I, I ran into him again. We run into each other on the road. Yeah, and I ran into him. I said, Ben. That love and trust, man. Every time we sing that song, the the audience goes woof, 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 crazy. Yeah. And I said, you got to write me another song. Yeah. He said, well, Mavis, how about I write you 
maybe 10 or 11 songs. I said, oh, that would be great. He said, yeah, we could do an album together. I said, oh, sure, man, that would be awesome. And that's how this got started. That's yeah. we, And, and uh, I got to talking to Andy Coughlin for, for my label, Anti Records. And uh, you're still on Anti Records? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm still there. I ain't going nowhere. Yeah. I, I ain't got time to go nowhere else now. Yeah, yeah, you sure, know? yeah. But but Andy, Anti has really been good for me. Uh, yeah. You know, I was at a point when right after Pops passed, I didn't know what I was going to do. Uh, wasn't on, on, and then I took a year off, period. Uh-huh. I told uh, uh, Mike Cappas, don't book me yeah. for a year because my sister Cleety yeah. was getting sick and I didn't know what it was, you know. I didn't know what was going on. And I knew it was this dementia stuff, uh-huh. but I didn't know. I said, I'm going to stay home yeah. and, and see about Cleety. Yeah. So for a year, I didn't work at all. But then after I got her, I got her good uh, home care, yeah. uh, caregiver, and... Um, then I, 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 I wanted to work again. Sure. And and Mike Kappas, he said, Mavis, you need a record and you you're gonna need you you know, you can't just people you haven't been out there for a while. So I couldn't find anyone to take me. Huh. No no one was <laughs> I I, what, I, I, uh, I called, you mean a label? I called all the labels, yeah. Huh. I called every label because you know, staple singers, we we've been on just about every label out there. I know. But I what I wasn't thinking, you know, when they would tell me no, and I I got so disgusted, I said, Nobody is taking me. Nobody's huh. gonna I I was determined. Yeah. I went to the bank, got my money, I said, I'm gonna make <laughs> me a record. <laughs> and you just did it? I did it, I did it. And I made that record. Which one? Living on a high note? No, no, no. Which one? Have a little faith. Oh yeah. Have a little faith. And that was, but that was on Alligator record. That's why it was on that, Alligator. That's a great record. Yeah, it's a good record. I mean, I, it, I paid everybody to do this record for me with yeah. me, and and um, uh, then like the same thing. I started trying to shop it. Yeah. Nobody would take it, and at the last minute. Yeah. Just as I was about to start selling it from the. The trunk of the wreck of the car. Oh, car. <laughs> yeah. Alligator came in. Right. And I was so grateful. You know. Yeah. Uh and and uh after about a year with Alligator, something went down that um Andy could get me. Anti so they got me from and I've been with them ever since, you know. So the, oh so that was an in house thing? You didn't go looking for them? Alligator just switched you over? No, no. Alligator Changed into no, oh yeah, it was in and out thing. That's oh, what yeah. you call it. Yeah. Yeah. They 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 um let me go on to anti records. And that's the one you did a, a bunch of covers of like, you know, hip people like uh, Nico Case and yeah. Nick Cave. Right, right. And that dude M. Ward produced it. Living on a high note. Yeah. That's that's that one. I told him <laughs> I said, I want some uh people yeah. that that uh uh, 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 young. Yeah. I want some new stuff, you know. Right. So, but then. Oh, uh, Benjamin Booker. Benjamin Booker. He's good. Valerie June. Yeah. And uh, Ben was the head on there. And the hearts. Head in the hearts. Yeah. Yeah. All them. Yeah. Ben. Ben. Ben Harper. Yeah. That's what. That's, that's love where and I, trust. That's where that that's came when from. Love and trust. Yeah, I was looking for. And and one of the little, little girls from uh, the Head and Heart, she was so young and she was so nervous. Because I told them, I said, give them my phone number if they want to call me. <laughs> she was nervous to sing with you, to she, write She for wanted you? to know, Miss Staples, what, 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 do you, what are you looking for in a song? You know? I, said, I said, well, 
I just want a good song, good lyrics, good. Uh, I said, do you know me? Yeah. She said, oh, yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember this little girl. Her name was Chastity. Mm-hmm. I said, well, well, Chastity, just sit, listen to some of the stuff that I've done. Yeah. I want. I just wanted something new, you know, but it could still be in the vein that I've been singing about, about freedom, you know. Yeah. So was it, uh, if it's a light? Oh, yeah. If it's a light. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. If it's a light. Yeah. That's the name of the song. And I love it. I love it. It came out really, really nice. Well, it's like, because it, I was listening to this one, you know, because, like, there, there's definitely a sound, like, you know, you're going to sing the way you sing, but all these, these producers bring a sound, right? Oh, yes. And and it's sort of interesting to me, you know, you listen to Ben, yeah. and, you know, and Ben's got sort of a, a, a pretty deep blues groove. Yeah. And, you know, and it's pretty spare. And then I listened to that one you did with Ry Cooter. Yeah. You know, and he's like, he's interesting because, you know, he's also got a blues groove, but it's a little more international. It's a little more weird. Right, right, But right. that one you did, you know, on your own uh, on, on Alligator, I mean, uh, you co-produced that thing, right? Yeah. I mean, that thing's like, that's more like the one with Ben, right? It's right, just stripped it is. down. Well, see, and that's what I that's what I hear in Ben. See, that, that one, have a little faith, that was the sound of the staple singers. And now, you know, I told Ben, I said, Ben, I feel like I'm in that room. I'm singing with my family. Your songs. See, I had a little room that I would record in. I called it the prayer room. Yeah. (laughs) I said, said, okay. I said, in that prayer room, I hear, man, it sounds like I'm singing with the family again. Oh, yeah. You know, because of the, the way he write, his lyrics are beautiful. And then, but his, his. Melodies yeah. are totally different from. Well, see, I was with 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 uh, Tweety. Yeah, three records you did with Tw- Jeff. Jeff Tweety, yeah. And he's like, he's a heady guy, but you know, but he's a real like he knows how to put together a nice American music. Oh man, oh man, <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I have been so blessed. Well, what do you think the difference is? You know, well, between, between like Ben and and Jeff, because it's just that the 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 at the uh, not attitude. It's the uh, yeah the feeling even. the feeling yeah. the feeling Ben Ben is a blues man really yeah, yeah and I told Ben on a couple of those songs I said you got me singing the blues <laughs> you know that anyway anytime anywhere and it's, it's, I said but I that's said, not too far from gospel that's no, not no, too far no, from no no it's all that's right it's all there I feel like gospel and blues are first cousins <laughs> yeah. so I don't feel bad mm-hmm. but I told him I said he been wanting me to do a blues album uh-huh. totally blues so he snuck it I in said, on you. you snuck <laughs> He snuck it in on me, and his 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 lyrics. You know the way he write. Some of those songs you think I'm singing to a man. Yeah. And and I said I said, but it's all right. Yeah. It's all right because I am grown. I'm a woman. Uh-huh. I've been there. Yeah. You know, but but uh, I don't want to fool my 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 fans. Yeah. And and say maybe. Anything you say is going to be all right with your fans. Anything. <laughs> well, well, who do you who do you re- usually feel you're in relationship when you're singing with God? I mean, like, yeah. Oh, yeah, God is my man. Yeah, God is my man. You know, and look, eighty. Yeah. I, I I don't have no boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> that, Mark, that that ship Mark. has sailed as all. <laughs> but 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 now if 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 a, if a dude come along yeah you know they they always come uh-huh. and and they they they're older guys uh-huh. and I just tell them oh no you're too young for me uh-huh. 
You're too young. For <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, well, older at this point would be older, older. Older, older. <laughs> I tell you. I tell you. Yeah. And, and Bob Dylan is even too old. <laughs> you know, but... but uh, well, I mean, that's interesting to me, too. Like, But we'll come back. Let's go back around because, like, you know, I was listening to some of the Staples stuff. I mean, the, the amazing thing about those records, they were so stripped down. The production was very straight ahead. And, you know, it was all, like, driven by Pops had that, that vibrato sound that was right, uniquely right. his. And he had those beautiful little riffs he'd do. Right. And, uh, <laughs> you know, but that, like, it, it, you've done a, a lot of different sounds because I noticed in, 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 in your history you know, even when you were playing with the family and you started doing solo stuff, mm -hmm. you had guys like, you know, like Steve Cropper. Right. Right. When, when I, was that when the whole family was at Stax that you guys started when that you did those records with Steve Cropper? Oh, yes. Yes. Steve uh, produced the very first record on the Staple Singers out of Stax. Uh -huh. He produced it for her first. And and uh, from there, we went to Muscle Shows. But you did your solo with him, too, right? I did. I did. Because, like, it, it seemed like a shift. Because I listened to some of the real old stuff, you know, like Uncloudy Day and, uh -huh. and sort of, you know, the, the gospel stuff. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and it was just interesting that there were these minor shifts, and it seemed like at that point, when you guys were really you know, doing more R&B, that, you know, what Cropper was trying to make a Mavis record, we was going to get an, an R&B single out of you. Yeah, like yeah, it yeah. Had, you know, it had the hooks, they were tight, you know. Right, I mean? right. But when you started, you, you know, what was that What was that world like? Because, uh, you know, I know other people come out of there, like what first comes to mind is like Sam Cooke and yeah. the Soul Stirs. Yeah. But, I mean, when you, were, when you guys were touring as a family, when you started doing that, it was a whole circuit, right? There was right. a lot of people doing it, right? That's right. That's right. But it was spooky. Uh -huh. It was very Sam, they just denied that he, he, he had to go. We, I was, we were at the last gospel program that Sam did. With the Solsters? With the Solsters. Uh -huh. Memphis, Tennessee at the Mason Temple. Uh -huh. Masonic Temple. And Sam, he had recorded Wonderful, yeah. God is so wonderful. Uh -huh. Then he come with Lovable, yeah, yeah, yeah. my girl, yeah. and he changed Switched his it name. Yeah, you changed. switch it from God to the right. girl. Man, listen, <laughs> those old sisters back in the day, yeah. they stood up. You get out. You, that, we know that's you singing them blues. You, they throw their purses, oh, throw anything. At really? You. Oh, man. And and Sam, I felt so bad. He just put it through his hands up and he walked off stage. Really? That was the, they, So after he had the hit record yeah, and he came back and did a gospel gig, right. the, the women were like, uh-uh. No, no. Really? You get out. We know that's you singing. The, well, see, I was scared to death singing my songs, House Is Not A Home, uh -huh. and those songs with Steve Cropper. I don't know what it is. I was singing Otis Redding, yeah. you know, and uh, it was amazing. The people didn't bother me. Huh. They did not bother But you know what they did? Huh. The staple singers. Yeah. They jumped on us for doing I'll Take You There. And they started, now we know the staple singers singing the devil's music. Y'all really? singing the devil's music. Oh, man, we had to do so many interviews. I tell the people, look, the devil ain't got no music. Yeah. And we're singing, you have to listen to our lyrics. We're telling you, I know a place. Ain't nobody crying. Ain't nobody worried. Ain't no smiling faces lying to the races. Yeah. Where could we be taking you but to heaven? Yeah. We talked to them. I mean, And finally, 
we were invited back to church. They had dismissed us. Dismissed so this us is after church. how long? So you guys all, you, how old are you when you start singing with the with the staple singers? I mean, how I was old? I was I was like uh, ten years old. Right. Then when we started, but before that, we'd sing around the house. I was about eight years old. But so, but you guys were I, dug in. I, we were dug in. Our first record, I was I was thirteen on VJ on Cloudy Day. On VJ Records? VJ Records, right. Was that mostly a gospel label? It was No, no. Oh, it was blues. It was all blues. Jimmy Reed. Oh, yeah, that's right. Jimmy Howard Reed. Howard and Wolf. Yeah. Everybody was Sweet home. home Chicago. Sweet Home Chicago. Jimmy Reed's the greatest. Oh, Did you know that man, guy? Yeah, I knew Jimmy Reed. And they would have to <laughs> lock Jimmy Reed in the room because he'd get so drunk. He couldn't go to the show. So once they got him in a room, they would lock him in and he couldn't get out <laughs> until showtime. <laughs> They were protecting their show. Yeah. They didn't want they didn't want any walkouts. They didn't want no walkouts. Refunds. They wanted to hear God and me running. Yeah, God me hiding. Yeah. Me run, hide, hide, run. Any way you want to let it roll. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he was bad. He yeah. Was bad. So okay, so but you guys aren't doing that circuit. You you have the VJ record, but it's a gospel record. It's and, a gospel. And then like Well see, Vivian Carter, let me yeah. tell you how that came about. My Aunt Katie we were rehearsing yeah. in, on, in, on the living room floor at home, and Katie lived with us. Yeah. She came through one night. She said, shucks, y'all sound pretty good. I believe I want y'all to sing at my church Sunday. We sang it in Katie's church. Vivian was in the audience. And uh, Circle Beyond Broken, it was uh-huh. the only song that Pops had taught us all yeah. the way through. Right. Vivian called the next day and said, Staples, you and them children need to be making records. Pop said, no, Vivian, I ain't going to let my children make no records because I don't know nothing about them records. Yeah. I don't know how. He wasn't a professional musician at the time? No, he, he, no. He had another job? He was just, he had, he worked at Crane Company, uh-huh. construction work. Uh-huh. And, but, but he wasn't thinking about us being professional. We wasn't thinking, none of us was yeah. about professional, you know? Yeah. We, we were just singing around house to amuse ourselves. Yeah. And, and, uh, what, by the time I got 13, Pops called Vivian. He said, okay, Vivian, I can let my children sing the record now. Because Yvonne, my other sister, yeah. she had gone and got this big red book, this business of music. She learned about it. She got a music Pop- business book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She helped Pops. Uh, she you're helped. the youngest? I'm the youngest, yeah. 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 Okay, so she said, we can do this. She I read about it. Oh, yeah. yeah, she read all about it. <laughs> and then he had people like Mahalia Jackson and the Soul Stirs, Dick Birds, all of them would tell Pops about the record business. But so it's like a community. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, gospel. Yeah. We, we'd help each other. Mahalia Jackson, huh? Oh, Mahalia Jackson. She was mine. She was my favorite. Yeah. My favorite. First female voice I heard. Some voice, Took man. me. Oof. Oh, man. Yeah. And she taught me how to take care of my voice. She did? She, oh, she did. Like, what was? What'd she tell you? Well, she told me, we, 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 we were opening. Pops came home from work one day. He said, Mavis, guess what? We're going to open for Mahalia Jackson Monday night. At Tabernacle Baptist Church, uh-huh. and I was so excited. I was so excited. I would sing all, but the bad part about it was, I had to wait the whole weekend. It was a Friday, yeah, Monday night. We had, so I was singing, getting the mirror. I was singing my hair. Mama told me, said she said, "Maybe, baby." Don't get on her nerve here. Yeah, yeah. Don't get. I said, Mama, I'm not going to get on her nerve. <laughs> Mama had Yvonne and Cleety watching me. Yeah. I was just a little, little skinny girl. And and uh, just lucky for me, Sister Mahalia Jackson was dressing in the same dressing room. She came in already dressed. 
Pops would call her sister Mahalia Jackson. Yeah. So I thought sister was her first name. Right. She came in, I hit the floor. And Yvonne and they they didn't even know I was gone. I was up over, right over. She was so tall, she looked like a giant princess to yeah, me. Yeah. And she said, I said, well, hello, Miss Sister Mahalia Jackson. And she started laughing. She said, well, how are you, baby? I said, oh, I'm fine. I, my name is Mavis. Yeah. She said, oh. Uh, uh, I said, and I sing, too. Yeah. She said, oh, well, I want to hear you sing. I said, oh, you'll hear me. Well, I sing loud. <laughs> Man, got in there. I sung my song. Come back. She said, you know, you're a good little singer. Yeah. I said, thank you. Getting ready, I got my jump rope. Yeah. I was on my way out the door. Yeah. She said, hey, where you going? I said, I'm going outside the jump rope. Because, you know, as children, we didn't like to hear the preacher. Yeah. We were, we liked the <laughs> choir and the singer, but we get out when yeah. the preacher's coming. Yeah. So I had my jump rope. She said, you come here. She strapped, felt my neck, felt yeah. my chest put my little training bra off. She said, look, you take all this off. Don't you know you're damp? I said, no, ma'am. She said, yes, well, you're damp. And you don't go out in the air like that. She said, you want to get to be an old lady like me, don't you? Sing a long time. Yeah. I said, yes, ma'am. She said, well, you tell mama to give you one of your brother's T-shirts. You take all this stuff off, and you sit down, and you get dry before you go outside. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, and and today yeah. I bring a dry T-shirt with me, name my brothers. Yeah, but I get dry before I get. That's I still have my voice. Yeah. thanks to Sister Mahalia Jackson, she taught me that. So a simple tip. A simple, t- I tell you. <laughs> and I call her my my friend, my idol, and my teacher because she started coming to the house. Mama and Yvonne, they would fix barbecue every 4th of July. Oh, nice. Our backyard would be full of people. Yeah. And uh, from Jesse Jackson, all uh, uh, Curtis Mayfield, yeah. Jerry Butler, everybody come to the stables, <laughs> barbecue. Yeah. Sister Mahady was there. Mama invited her. She called Mama before she came. She said, Sister, you got them bones on? Mama said, oh, yeah, you come on. The bones are ready. And because they uh, they would start like at 4 or 5 o'clock in the morning sure. fixing them. Yeah. Mama would make this homemade ice cream, yeah. banana. Uh-huh. And, and Sister Mahaley, she would call me, come here, baby. And I said, yes, ma'am. She gave me her bowl. Get me some more of that ice cream. I said, yes, ma'am. I'll get you some. Oh, man. Growing up, I I, I was had a beautiful, beautiful childhood. You know, yeah. people say Mikey, Michael Jackson, he didn't have no. I had my childhood. It sounds great. And, I, and, oh, and you were with your family for so many years. Right, right. And your family, you know. My I mean, family. Yeah. And Pops would come and come. Don't you know Pops tried to help them other companies try to get me. They wanted me to sing the blue. They wanted me to sing what Aretha was singing. Mm. And they Pops said, maybe these people are offering you a lot of money. Don't you want to go and I said, no, daddy. <laughs> I don't want to go sing for them people. I don't want to sing that. I want to sing with the Staples. You know, that was my security. I was too chicken to do that. But you were doing both, right? I mean, you did a few. Like, yeah. I guess well, my... after, after I was a little, after I was a woman. Right. After right. I, when you mean you were a kid, they were trying to get you. When they were trying to get me. Make, yeah. some, uh, make some soul hits. Mm-hmm. Some R&B hits. Right. Yeah. Right. 
so you you were dug in with the gospel thing, and you did that for like what a decade before. Like for, oh man, I mean like straight up gospel. Like like I think what what it reminded me of is like when Dylan oh, when Dylan went electric. Yes, yes. That, you yes, know all the folkies yes. were like, what the hell is happening? Mm-hmm. You know we're not going to stand for this. And it seems like you had a similar experience. Right. You know, moving from gospel to to That's what they right. they thought was R and B. Right. Right. That's and, right. And That's in right. my mind, it doesn't seem like that big a jump. No. No. But but, but there were church people that were like. That's it. That's, That's it. right. It's over. Well, see, what we did, it was, it was, it was, it was easier for the staple singers because we moved to folk song. Mm. When we started going to um, um, New Hampshire to, yeah. to the folk festival, oh, to Newport, Newport, we yeah. started going to Newport. We started seeing these flower children. We started hearing their music and pops. We talked. Daddy said. These people, this this music that they sing is not far from gospel. It's about love. Yeah. They're singing about love. And and he said, we can sing that. When he heard Dylan, yeah. Dylan started singing. Pop said, listen, y'all, listen to what that kid is saying. He's saying, how many roads must a man walk down yeah. before you can call him a man? Pops would tell us stories mm. about when he was in Mississippi if a white man started coming down this, this street on the same side of the street he's on, Pops would have to cross over. Yeah. He couldn't walk on. He said, we can sing that. And literally, you know, he 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 knew it. You know, yeah. how many roads must a man walk down? And so we got home. We got Bob Dylan's album, and we learned Blowing in the Wind. Right. So, and then we heard something happening here. Oh, Stephen Still song. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. We, we would hear Pop say, um, and anything that Pop said, we're going to say, we're going to say it. So that's interesting, because you said that, too, like in, in talking about doing a blues record or not doing a blues record, that if you can't attach what's being sung to your experience, you, you can't, you don't find that you're going to want to do that. Right, yeah. right. You can't, I don't, I don't, uh, you know, the a song, the song has to have a, a certain message in it for me yeah. to, to sing it. But like you say, I sang Houses Not a Home and and uh, those, sing, those songs with uh, uh, Steve Cropper, then I was ready. I, I I was twenty something years old then. After your first album, the my solo first album, album yeah. that was in nineteen sixty nine. Yeah, I was. In fact, I was thirty. Yeah, I had been married. Uh-huh. I had been divorced. I'd been in love. You know, hey, you've so been through it. I'd been through it, man. Yeah. And you know, a singer <laughs> wants to sing about her life. Yeah. So I had one song. I have learned to do without you. Yeah. And man, my husband. My brother told me, he said, maybe every time Spencer come in the bar, somebody jump up and put a quarter in the jukebox. <laughs> <laughs> they, they put, I have learned to live without you. And maybe you be singing all over there. People be looking straight at him. I say, well, that, that's what it was all about. I was singing my life. You know, so what happened in that marriage? Oh, yeah. I sent him home. I told him, he wanted me to quit. He wanted me to stop singing, you know. You I said, gonna... look, I was singing way before I met you. Yeah. And and this singing is my life. Yeah. You know, he jumped up, he up, and I would stay at my sister's house till late. You know, yeah. so didn't want him bother messing, trying to, trying to make love to me or anything. Yeah. Trying to get you pregnant. Trying to get me pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> That'll do it. No, no. We'll, we'll get him. I wasn't, I wasn't having it. Yeah. Uh-uh. Not the way he was acting, you know. Yeah. Because uh, cause I wouldn't stop singing. 
So one night I came home, he was gone. Mm. I called Pops. I said, Pop, Spencer is gone. He had left me. Daddy said, Maybe you stay right there. I'm coming to get you. I said, Oh, no. No, don't come get me. <laughs> I said, I'm having my locks changed. I've already <laughs> called the locksmith. I said, I ain't going nowhere. <laughs> you know, don't you know the next morning he tried to get in that apartment? Yeah. With key wouldn't fit. I yeah. had new locks. <laughs> and that was that. That was it. That was it. But then it took me the longest. He wouldn't come to court. Mm. Took me the longest to get the divorce. That's why I never got married again. Yeah. I shacked. I was shacking after my marriage. I was shacking longer than I was married with yeah. my next boyfriend, yeah. the one I truly loved. Yeah. You know, but I was afraid to get married again. Yeah. What do you got to go through that for? You no, know what I mean? No need. No need. Wait, did you want, you never wanted kids? Oh, Lord, I wanted children. Yeah. I wanted children. That was the only thing that hurt me yeah. so bad. Right that I didn't have any kids, uh, you know, because uh, I didn't want to have any out of wedlock. Right. You know, while I was married, I would like to have had some children. Yeah. But this man started acting crazy. You know, uh, I think we Spencer. went to, we went Spencer. Yeah. We went to Japan. And I sent... Uh, uh, the singers, the group went to Japan? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, we went to Japan in 1964. Wow. 64. The, the Japanese ladies were still wearing those little wooden shoes and the kimonos. Yeah. And still had to work, couldn't walk in their husband's shadow. Hmm. Pops and Purvis had it made. <laughs> Me and Cleetie, we get off the train, put our luggage down. These little ladies come running running we think they come to greet us they come and get daddy's luggage and Pearl's luggage and they walk run off with it me and Cleta had to take our own luggage but we we were there we were over there for a, a month a month a month huh. it was some kind of government uh uh funded thing funding they were doing the, for the arts they brought you over for the arts mm. And Pops felt like we could go. We, we Why stayed not? A, a, stayed a month. See the world. That's right. Mm -hmm. All over Japan. Mm -hmm. And we even learned a Japanese folk song. Oh, you did? Oh, and man. he sang it that night? We, and he sang in Japanese? We sang in Japanese. And every time we start singing it, people... Oh, yeah. Clapping, <laughs> and Yaren Solan, 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 Solan. Hi, hi. Nishin Kitakato Kamomeni Tweba. Yatatsa Tatsu Tori. Hey, and I mean, Kiki Choi. Yasahe. Hey, ya. I saw no. Dokosho, Dokosho. Oh, Dokosho, Dokosho. The crowd goes crazy. The crowd went crazy. <laughs> they would go crazy. And, and, and Pops told the boys, he said, look, wait a minute. Mavison wrote this stuff out because I would write it the way they were sounding, the way yeah. they were talking. And that, we got to know what this song means. Yeah. We don't want to be saying something that, yeah. that we didn't, we didn't know what. And, and they said, oh, Papa Son, Papa Son, this song, this uh, folk song, the the fishermen uh, asking the seagulls, will there be any fish today? Oh. And the seagulls say, don't ask me, ask the sea. Oh. You know, well, that seems it, nice. It, it was cool. Yeah. It was cool. So, we, so Spencer got mad when he went to Japan, was that the point? That was the point, that yeah. did it. Yeah. That did it, because his father and I were really good friends. Spencer's father. His father, yeah. Mr. Leak. And, it, and Dick did, this is the undertaker. I married the undertaker. But we, we, I get mad. We have an argument. I wasn't about to lay down. Yeah. I, <laughs> I don't want no, no embalming leader coming in there. Yeah. And uh, if he got a headache, 
he wouldn't lay down. That's how stupid the, I'm not, I won't say stupid, yeah. but that's how morticians act. If they, they're afraid, at least look afraid. Uh, if headache. That's right. You're afraid that's they ain't going to wake up. Oh, really? Yeah. That's a lot of a lot of fear in the house. A lot of fear, and I, I ain't bit more have no business marrying that man. The yeah. man. Oh man! Well, you live and learn. You live and learn. You're you live right and now. learn. I won't so, do it again. I told Prince. Prince, when I tell you him, you did two records with Prince, huh? and, right? And one, yeah, two records, and Prince, and 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 my letters is, is in each one of those songs. I I would write, I had to write to Prince because he wouldn't talk to me. Oh, he's so shy. Yeah. Know? And so, so you wanted to work with him, and you were writing him letters. Is that what you mean? I would write him legal pad letters, uh-huh. fourteen, fifteen pages at a time. Yeah. And and uh, uh, he wrote a song when I told him I was married. He wrote me a song called "The Undertaker." Uh huh. And, and <laughs> everything, every every song on them album. That, yeah. The Voice album. Yeah. Has something from one of my letters. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So you're in Japan in 64. Yes. And you're, the first time you did Newport with the family was what, in the mid-60s? Newport, yeah. Oh, the, Was the, that before or after you guys you know, were, were uh, wa- working with Martin Luther King? Was that before? Oh, no, no we, were, we were working with Martin Luther King already. Yeah. In, in 64, we started working with Dr. King in 62 mm. because we were at his church in 1962. And that's when-, when In Montgomery? In Montgomery, yeah. Pops came in one day. He told us, "Listen, y'all, this man Martin is in this town, mm. and he has a church here, mm. and I would like to go to his eleven o'clock service. This is a Sunday, yeah. and we didn't have to work until eight o'clock that night." So he asked us if we wanted to go. We said, "Yeah, Pops, we want to go." Yeah, we all went to Dexter Avenue Baptist mm. Church. We were we were ushered in and seated. Someone let Dr. King know we were in the service, and Dr. King. He knew you already. He knew oh, yeah. the music. You, had, you guys had hits already? Yeah. Oh, we had hits. Yeah. He said, we're, we're happy to have Pop Staples and his daughters here this morning, and we hope you enjoy the service. Well, we enjoyed the service. After the service, Dr. King would stand at the door and shake the worshippers' hands yeah. as they filed out. Right. So everybody filed out. Here come Pops. He shook his hand, but Pop stood there and, and talked to him for a while. And, and uh, he finally came on out. Mandy Vaughn and Cleedy waiting for him. He finally came on. Get back to the hotel. He called us to his room again. He said, listen, y'all, I really like this man's message. Yeah. I like his message. And I think that if he can preach it, we can sing it. Huh. And, man, we started singing Freedom Song. We wrote March Up Freedom's Highway. That was the first one we wrote. Now, this is in 1963, 19... 19- yeah, this is before we went to Japan. Yeah, and uh, so that's why. But that's how you got some, you know, notoriety because that's when all the the civil rights stuff is really starting to take hold, right, right? Right. Those are the big years. Those were the big years. In fact, that was the year a guy in Memphis, Tennessee. I've driven from Jackson, Mississippi, to Memphis, Tennessee. Yeah. Pulled in a service station, and this young, white, tall, skinny, young man. Yeah. Came over to the car service, I, and when he finished getting the gas, I asked him for a rec- no. I asked him to wash the windshield yeah. because there were many bugs on him. I had driven from Jackson, Mississippi, to Memphis, and uh, he looked at me a long time. Then he took a rag and he started swishing around, and then he came to, the, to my window and to ask a, uh, 
to get his money again. Yeah. And I told him, I said, um, I'd like a cash receipt. And that's when he hit me, N-word. N-word, yeah. if you want a cash receipt, you come over to the office. All right, I'm I'm out here on the street. The office is way over there. Pops is sitting there. Pops said, Mavis, pull over there. I pulled over to the office. Pops went in. And and uh, I saw this, this young man, I'm sure he thought it was just two ladies and a, a man with white hair. Yeah. An old man. Pops yeah. wasn't old. Yeah. So Pops went in there. I'm watching, and I, Pops won't, I'm sure Pops asked him, why you talk to my daughter like that? Why you call her a name like that? Yeah. I saw him shaking his finger in Pops' face, and the next thing, Pops clocked him, <laughs> knocked him. <laughs> he knocked him down. Yeah. He got up fighting. Yeah. They fought over into the, the grease part of the services. Yeah. All right, Pops slid down because he had on his house slippers. Yeah. And and uh, this this young man got a crowbar. He was about to hit daddy. And Cleety, my sister Cleety, she had made her way. And she beating him in the back. She beating him. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. And he got away from Cleety. And I knew he was going for his gun, going yeah. to his office. I woke Purvis up. I said, Purvis, they're fighting. They're fighting. Purvis came from under them copes, man, like Superman coming yeah. out of that that, that That's your brother. Booth. That's my yeah. brother. Yeah. And see, the, the guy hadn't seen him. Yeah. He laying down on the back seat with coats of him because he had to drive next. Yeah. Purvis come out there, he went up in the air because this guy was taller than Purvis. Uh-huh. He went up in the air and come down on him. And that's when that young man started running. I'm driving the getaway car. Yeah. I'm backing up. <laughs> <laughs> Getting out of there. I'm a, I almost hit him. and and But then that was as far as I went. I stopped. And they got back in the car. Everybody was patting, patting. Pop said, okay, mate, let's drive. I said, Daddy, I cannot drive no more. I can't drive. <laughs> I said, I'm too nervous. And he, he this tone of voice, he said, drive, Mavis. Yeah. So, so I started driving. And, man, I get on this bridge, the bridge from West Memphis, Arkansas, to, from Memphis to West Memphis, Arkansas. You get across that bridge, you're in Arkansas. Yeah. I told Pops, I said, Daddy, I, uh, Purvis, he the last one got in the car. He's going to talk about, I think we should go to the Lorraine Hotel. Daddy said, oh, no, we're going home. Yeah. The Lorraine is where Dr. King yeah, was. Yeah, shot, yeah. Yeah, that's where all, we all stayed. And, and and Pop said, no, we're going home. He said, keep on driving. So I said, Daddy, it's some lights behind me. I said, I see some white lights going and he said, well, just drive on till you get across the bridge. They got right up on us, and they were shining them lights. And, and Just I, the, the guy and his friends? No, no, this the police. Oh, it's the cops, yeah. This the police. I got on across that bridge, and Mark, these people jumped out of them cars with shotguns. Dogs was barking. They even had German Shepherd dogs with them. Really? And, and uh, three cars. And, and, uh. Dad said he, they started uh, had us standing on the highway with our hands over our heads, cars zooming past, zooming past. I ain't never been so scared in all my life. What year was this? This was '63. Yeah. And 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 uh, they started certain. Oh, okay, we know what you did. That boy told him that we had robbed him. They told him we didn't pay for our gas, and they beat him up. And and uh, Dad said, no, officer. We we paid for our gas and and he said, where you? He went in our trunk. 
the people in Jackson, Mississippi had paid us in cash money, and they had it in a cigar box, yeah. you know, just like somebody would, would rob somebody. Yeah. And uh, he said, oh, this is what we're looking for. Pop said, that's our money, uh, uh, officer. He said, where you get this kind of money, boy? He kept calling Pop's boy. Yeah. And that was making me flinch. And, 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 and uh, Pop said, we sang in Jackson, Mississippi. These are my children. We sing gospel music. And, and he, oh, I got to hear what kind of saying you do to get this kind of money. <laughs> and uh, oh, come on. Pop said, you can call WTIA. You can call. We record right there in Memphis at Stax Records. You can call anybody in Memphis. They'd tell you who we are. They wouldn't hear it. They kept talking nasty. He's put that shotgun on Cleetie because Cleetie, when she got out because she undo her jeans. Mm-hmm. And she put her hands down to pull her jeans up. And he told her, you want to get shot, don't you? I told you, keep your hands uh, over your head. She put them back over her head. They finally, after they got through scaring us to death, they finally put these handcuffs on us behind handcuffed all four of us huh. behind our backs put us in separate cars and lord i just started praying i knew i wasn't gonna see my mother again mm. i wasn't gonna I, I wasn't gonna get out of there yeah. i thought we, they were taking us to yeah. lynch they were gonna lynch us and and uh we get to the jail that's what made me feel so much better yeah. i saw they was taking us to jail right we not the woods. Not the woods, man. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. We got in jail, got to the jail. Pops walking in front of all of us. Here's a black man mopping the floor. Pop Staples. No, he said Papa Staples. Yeah. Papa Staples, what you doing here? Pops just kept his head down, kept walking. And then here we come. He said, and your children. <laughs> yeah. Man, we walked on past. I was glad to see a black man too, yeah. but but it wasn't gonna do us no good. Right. But we they all let us sit down. The chief come out. The chief come out. He said, "All right, who's gonna tell me what happened here?" And Pop said, "I'll tell you. You take me to another room. I'll tell you what happened." Pop still didn't want me to hear what all this boy said about me. Yeah. He he took Pops to another room. After a while, somebody come out wanted Cleedy to to go to the car yeah. and get that receipt. Yeah. That receipt saved us. For the gas. It was all bloody, but it saved us. Yeah, yeah. It was paid for. We paid for our gas. Because he told them we didn't pay for the gas, and we we uh, robbed him yeah. and beat him up. And the chief come out of there after he saw that receipt. He said, get them handcuffs off them people. Get them off. Get these young bucks. We're trying to straight get it straight around here, and they're trying to keep this mess going. Say, take them handcuffs off. And one of these policemen, he wanted to joke then. Ah, I don't bleed in my handcuffs. I think them, Purvis said, man, get these handcuffs off my sister. Yeah. You know, because they had me and Purvis handcuffed together. They had yeah. run out. And and uh, they let us go. Man, we, we, we got, the first time we went back to Memphis, you looked over to the right. They, the chief had sent a note up to Pops. Over to the right. <laughs> the chief and about 12 policemen. And Pop said, Chief, it's mighty nice of y'all to come out here to see us, but who's minding the, the town over there? <laughs> he said, somebody could rob the bank, all of y'all over here. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, 
But, man, that was something. Everybody in Memphis knew about it. Everybody was telling us we saw it. Big news? Big news. Yeah. Oh, man, we got when we got home, the next day, the Pittsburgh Courier, the Sun-Times, all of them. And my friend, because Mavis... Yo, yo, your family beat up a white man. I said, "Yes, we did. We beat up." <laughs> I got, I got really tough then, but more, I was a scared sister. I, I was scared. Oh yes, and I, I guess, a- and that that probably just steeled Pops's resolve around being part of of what Martin Luther King was doing and what yes. was going on down there. That that you know that shift from. From from gospel to to socially activism music right. to, to to fuel the civil rights struggle. That's right. That must have really sealed the deal. That 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 did it. That mm. did it. He yeah. was ready. Yeah. He pop started writing freedom songs like he he, he wrote that one about them Little Rock Nine. Mm. Uh, why am I treated so bad? And that turned out to be Dr. King's favorite. Yeah. We would. That sing. was after this. That was after this. So oh, yeah. this event, you guys not had not experienced that level. Uh, not of, not no. Mm. We we would see stuff. We would we. We'd be driving because yeah. you know, of course, you in a Cadillac. That's the best car to travel in. Yeah. And and these white young dudes would come over, try to run us off the off the road. But pops didn't take no mess. Pops would go right back into them. He could take his car right back. He said he didn't care about getting some scratches on the car. You know, they they try to run us off the road. He and then they left us alone. And you did, they, but you did have to deal with the separate hotels and oh, the separate all that stuff. Oh, that man. was just a given. We couldn't stay in yeah, the hotel. Yeah. We couldn't go in. The, right. And and me and Yvonne and Cleety, one day down in Jackson, Mississippi, we went and told pops we wanted to go shopping. Mm. Pops said, "All right, y'all go shopping," and uh, then he tell us he said, "Don't start nothing," and then the next breath he tell us, "Don't take nothing either." We said, okay, Daddy. We go downtown. We let my older sister Cleety be our spokesperson. Uh-huh. We saw these shoes that we wanted to sling in, three pair. Cleety, we go in the store. Cleety said, uh, yes, we would like to know if you have these silver shoes, silver pumps, in these three sizes. Yeah. The lady went and found it. She said, oh, yes, I'll, I'll see. She went and found all the shoes. She said, we have every size. And Cleetie said, oh, all right, we better try these on. And that's when she said, oh, well, hon, if you want to try them on, you have to go behind that, that curtain over there. We couldn't sit down in the store. You had to go behind that curtain. And, and Cleetie, we looked at that curtain. This was an old, raggedy, dirty, crocosite curtain yeah. that they done put up there. And Cleetie said, oh, no, we can't take these. And she said, y'all don't live here, do you? <laughs> Cleetie said, oh, yeah, we live here. We've been living here all our life. <laughs> we, we live on Church Street. Uh-huh. And, and we did on Church Street. But it was the Edward Lee. These, this was a, a black woman and her husband would rent rooms to black artists who uh-huh. came through. And that was on Church Street. Right. And, but Cleetie, you weren't going to tell her, oh, no, we're from Chicago. Right. No, no we live here uh-huh. all our lives. We've been uh-huh. living here. <laughs> So man, didn't get those shoes. Didn't get them shoes. We didn't. Uh. Uh-uh. So which which song was it that Dr. King liked? Why am I treated so bad? Yeah. And and you guys, what you you made a lot of appearances with him? Oh yes. Yeah. We would we would sing before he would speak, yeah. and 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 when we'd be going to the meetings, we'd be everybody be coming out. They'd be on the parking lot. Dr. King, you'd hear him say, "Stay." 
Yeah. You're going to sing my song tonight, right? <laughs> Pop said, oh, yeah, doctor. We're going to sing your song. So he was a sweet man. Oh, Lord. Mm. He was the man. Listen, my father had to try to hold all three of us. When they shot Dr. King, yeah. we had just left Memphis, and we was in Nashville. And we were on our way, on our way, getting ready to go to work. All of us was about to get in the car. Yeah. And this man, this was a black motel. He had built this black motel. The owner, he come running around to where we were. He says, pop, pop, somebody just shot Dr. King. We go back in our room. Pops turn on the television. And by this time, they announced Dr. Martin Luther King has died. And, Lord, man, my sisters, we went crazy. We loved this man so much. And for them to... Somebody just shoot him. And Pops was trying to hold us all. And, and Pops said, y'all, y'all, calm down. We're going back home. We can't sing tonight. Yeah. We're going home. And uh, Had you just seen King in uh, Memphis? We just left him. Oh. Just left him. He was there for this. this uh, Were you staying at the Lorraine? That, with at that? the Lorraine. Oh, the no Lorraine kidding. Hotel. Oh, boy. Yeah, man. And uh, you know how that, that was terrible. Dr. King... It took me a long time, long time to get over that. It was like like family, you know. And Dr. Martin Luther King, the most humblest person in the world, mm. you know, just a beautiful, beautiful spirit. And and uh, he came and stayed in Chicago in the slums to see how it was, so he would know what he was talking about, you know. And you did it, didn't you? Do a piece where you you did one of his. Sermons as a song. It's on that album. It's on the one that you did with M. Ward, right? The, right. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Living on a high living note. Living on a high note, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, that's nice. That Because just like you and a guitar almost, yeah. right? Yeah, and, and man, they had to stop that. I had to stop it twice because I was crying like a baby. Oh. I had, I said, wait, I got choked up. You you get choked up on some songs when you, uh, they're so real. Yeah. You know, and... um. Uh, Dr. King, today I still see his baby daughter, Bernice. She's still in Atlanta. Uh-huh. When we go to Atlanta, we see Bernice. She just like him. Yeah. Just like him. Yeah. But, but, uh, and how, like, how did you guys, like, you know, what was the conversation around how you proceed, you know, after that? I mean, it, it was, it was so leveling to, to everybody that was part of the struggle. Mm-hmm. I mean, how, how did Pops, you know, how, how, what was the pep talk after that? Well, Pops would just let us know, you know, and we were all grown. Yeah. Pops would just, we would just sing our songs and, and some of them we, we couldn't sing, so. Freedom Highway, we would definitely say. I still sing Freedom Highway. I've been singing Freedom Highway on all of these shows that I'm having. I, I don't leave it out of my lineup. Yeah. I, I sing Freedom Highway because I tell this little story. I let the people know that, that uh, this song that we're about to sing, we would start singing it in the morning and we sing it tonight as we marched down the, the highways, the southern highways with Dr. Martin Luther King. Yeah. And the, the police would stop us. They stop, <laughs> I tell people, when I tell them, they want to know if we had papers to march. Yeah. To, as if we didn't, that's in the 60s. Yeah. You know, but we would probably need them today. Uh-huh. You know, we probably need some papers if we were walking out there because of this man that's in the White House. Yeah. We tell them people to get papers. They can't march for Martin Luther King. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I can just hear him. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's bad again. 
Yeah. Oh, man. I guess it's always been kind of bad, but like it, we seem to certainly have moved backward. It's terrible. Yeah. When I saw them, them young men walking, marching with torches yeah. in Charlottesville, yeah. and then what was so spooky about it was their faces. These were young people. They looked like college students. Yeah. You know, they didn't look like bigots, the average bigot. Old-timey bigots. Old-timey, yeah. I said, this, these people got a whole new thing. These are new people. Yeah. And, and uh, it was frightening. Mm. It was frightening. I saw the 60s on that news. When they showed that news, yeah. I was waiting to see, well, are they going to burn a cross next? Yeah. They're going to burn a cross in somebody's yard? You know, we had... Mark, we had some terrible times. We had, and but but I was never frightened. I was never because I would, knew I was with my father. Yeah. The only time that I really got scared, yeah, super scared, was that time in Memphis, in, in the, yeah. Third and Union. Yeah. I'll never forget that street. Yeah. Third and Union. That's where the station was. Yeah. Mm. On Third and Union. So you guys, but you, you, know, you, you just kept soldiering on for the cause, and you know, doing, we had to. Yeah, of we course. had to keep going, you know, because it was instilled in us now. You know, we are black, you know, and 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 we, we, somebody's got to stand up for our people. Right today, I wish there was someone uh, who could who could be a leader. It's weird Jesse that there's Jackson. a lack of leaders in in general, right? Of people that have the the fortitude or the courage to really move people like right the, the, in right. in the right direction, right? But <laughs> nobody want to mess with it. It it, 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 it takes does. a certain amount of courage. It takes a certain that's and why a certain type of person. A certain type of person. Yeah, Doctor Martin Luther King. Yeah, because Rosa Parks feet were hurting. Yeah, and she was not going to go to the back of the bus. Yeah. And then they had killed this young boy from Chicago, Emmett Till. Emmett Till, yeah. And that did it. Mm. Dr. King knew he had to. And that Dr. King, every time I looked at him, I would see, you know, either either pain, either sorrow or, or hurt, mm. you know, in his face. When I hear him laugh, that's that's what I remember of him most. Yeah. His laughter. Yeah. His laughter. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh man, he had a jo- jovial laughter. Yeah. And see, they, and the men, they would all gather in the parking lot. Yeah. Down, and they'd be in a circle, and all of a sudden, they'd all break out laughing. And you'd hear Dr. King, and I'd say, oh, Dr. King is happy. That would make me feel so good. <laughs> That's great. That would make me feel so good. So, like, in you know, as you guys kept going, I'm trying to remember the year I must have seen you. How long has Pops been gone? 2000. Because I told you I saw you, you know, with John Hammond opening, and we did, we realized it was probably the bottom line, or or it was down in the village. Yeah, Because yeah. yeah. I remember John got up there and he had a hard time because he popped two strings right at <laughs> like, the first two songs, two strings went, and then you guys came on. It was a nice little room, and it was great. Yes, great. To I see remember. It. I yeah. remember the bitter end. Yeah, that was it. The bitter end. The yeah. bitter end. And uh, uh, John Hammond, he's the, I see him every now and then. Yeah, these I talked to him. Yeah, he's a very, you know, he's a very specific, unique guy. That guy, he, he really can, is. Oh man, what a sound! He what a really sound! Is. He's so, good. Now I noticed too that you know you you know like uh, two years ago maybe you toured with Dylan. 
Yes, I did. So you and Dylan go way back, like you know, there, way there, back. I mean, there's this like piece that I read that like you know when he heard uh, you sing, uncloudy, uh, what, uncloudy what, day. Yeah, that like he was like he was he was struck. Yeah. And he, like, <laughs> and he, you guys, you know, he must have been a kid. I mean, I don't even know when that came out. When did that come well, out? Well, he uncloudy day came out. In in fifty, I was thirteen years old. So he must we, have been like around that age too, yeah, right? Yeah, well, I'm older than yeah. He he yeah. He must have been two years younger than uh-huh. me. But 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 he told it. His manager, when we met Bobby, his manager told him, "Look, I want you to meet the Staple Singers." Yeah. And he said, "I know the Staple Singers. Yeah. I've been listening to the Staple Singers since I was twelve years old." Yeah. And and Pop said, "How you know us?" He said, "I listened to Randy." Yeah. Randy was a station out of Nashville, 50,000-watt station, and everybody could hear Randy. In Minnesota. In Minnesota. Wow. He could hear him. Uh-huh. And he went on to quote a verse that I was singing in this song. Yeah. He said, Mavis, Mavis he told Dad at first, he said, Pops, you have a velvety voice, real smooth and velvety. Yeah. He said, but Mavis, she gets rough sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> he said, Mavis said, Mavis says, yonder come little David with this rock and sling. I don't want to meet him. He's a dangerous man. I said, you you remember that? He said, I know the whole song. <laughs> yeah, that was. When was that? How old was I, he that was, that was in the 60s. That, yeah. that was about 62. How did he strike you at that age? Oh, about? I just saw a little skinny. <laughs> Uh, a white boy, you know, and and but I didn't I didn't know that he was so such a genius then, yeah, right? You know, curly hair, yeah, blue eyes. He was cute, yeah, you know, but he was just a little and and he he wasn't trying to be uh, swag, you know. He did little jacket, I think sleeves were too short, a little you know? real folky, real folky, yeah, real folky, yeah. And and um, that was the time. Just met him now today. And this day we were on. This was a television show yeah. that we were doing for General Electric, and everybody was on this show. They, they, we even had meal tickets to get our lunch. So everybody was in line, and 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 uh, Bobby, my family, we must have been up front. Yeah. Line. Bobby was in the back. All of a sudden, you heard pops. <laughs> I want to marry Mavis. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and Pop said, "Well, don't tell me, tell Mavis." Yeah. You know, people were laughing, and I was embarrassed. I hung my head. I said, "That's, I said, that's that guy we just met." <laughs> <laughs> he's been, he's been thinking about you a long time. He's been thinking a long time yeah. on that one. But but uh, he would send me messages through my sister Yvonne. After that, yeah, yeah. he was some, and then. He he wanted to take me out. He wanted, and but then he just let me. Then we just started courting. Yeah, you know we'd write letters back and forth, and I tell you, when we when he, when he called me to open his show on his tour, a couple of years ago. Yeah, uh-huh. I said, oh my God, Bobby wants me to open. <laughs> so I get there. Yeah, I'm in the dressing room, uh-huh. and all of a sudden this guy came and said, someone wants to see you. I said, okay. And uh, I opened my door. Here's Bobby. Uh-huh. <laughs> Hello. I said, Bobby, Bobby. I said, oh, Bobby, I've been wanting to see you so bad. I've been missing you. I want to see. You could have seen me every day if you had married me. 
Is that that long way? <laughs> yeah, I said, don't be so mean. <laughs> yeah, you could have seen me every day if you had married me. I mean, he looked sounds like, like a threat. Seemed like he had that ready for me. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. funny. Oh, he's comical. Yeah, but we got along fine. He would come to the bus and get me. We would walk around holding hands. And, oh yeah, yeah. That's sweet. Oh, we were, we were, we were. We know we were in love back then. But he wouldn't listen to me. Yeah. I told him, Mavis said wants to get married. I said, Bobby, I'm too young. I'm too young. We're too young. Is this before you got married the first time? Yeah. Oh, so oh yeah. yeah. We were young. We were teenagers when I met Bob. Yeah. I, I must have got the, the year wrong, but we were teenagers. Yeah. And uh, I kept telling him we were too young, uh, but he wasn't hearing it. Yeah. You know, he kept saying. How long did that go on for? Oh, we, 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 we courted, what, about three, four years. Wow. He yeah. was serious. Yeah, all serious. Yeah. Because we would see each other when we, we hook up. I couldn't leave town to go see him because right. I was still young. I couldn't oh. tell my father I'm going somewhere by myself <laughs> see my boyfriend, <laughs> yeah. you know. And and Chicago wasn't having folk festivals where Bobby would come to Chicago. Yeah, You know, we just have to see each other when we were on the same show or something. Yeah. So, but but we we would hang. Yeah. I was in, uh, Bobby was in Japan. Oh, this must have been about, about 15 Maybe 10 years ago. Uh-huh. And I kept getting this message from some lady. See, when he checked in the hotel, he used a different name. Yeah. And he he ain't thinking that I don't know this name. Yeah. I didn't know who that was. Right. They kept giving me this message. I said, I'm sorry, but I don't know her. <laughs> and come to find out it was Bobby. After the show, this this is a club. We do two shows uh-huh. a night. And after the second show... It's almost 2 o'clock in the morning. So I get to my hotel, and here's this message from Bob Dylan. And you were in Japan, too? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. His real name. Yeah. And and this happened. Bobby was right across the street. His hotel was right across the street. But he, I called him. I said, Bobby. He was sleeping. Yes, Mavis. I said, Bobby. <laughs> Well, how long have you been? He said, I've been sending you messages to that Blue Note Club all the time. I said, Bobby, I did not know that was you. I didn't, That was a lady's name. That's the name I use, so people. <laughs> I said, well, you got to help me to it. And then he talking about, I want you to hear my new record. I want your opinion on my new record. And uh I said, he said, I said, well, how, how am I going here? Come over here. I said, I can't come over there. I'm right across the street from. <laughs> I said, Bobby, I can't come. It's it's two, two, three o'clock in the morning. I can't walk out here in Japan by myself, right across the street. I said, even right across the street, I ain't coming out there. Yeah. And I said, you come over here. He said, well, I have to catch the fast train in the morning. I can't come out. I said, well. Here's my number. When you get back to the states, we'll hook up. Yeah, you. I. I would really want to hear. I don't know which album he never did ring. Oh, no, I didn't have it. Nah. Didn't what did you it. think when he? You know, when he went through that gospel period. I mean, how did that strike you? You know, I, it struck me that was him. Yeah, that was him. But he, he, he's that kind of person. When he was singing the gospel songs. Yeah. And and good uh, songs. Good songs. Yeah. But but uh, 
I don't know why you didn't call me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All of those people that were singing gospel with him, they didn't know. They didn't even know nothing about Bobby. Yeah. But uh, have you you've sang some of those songs with him though, right? Yeah. 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 You gotta serve somebody. That's some song, huh? Oh. Yeah. Pop, pop put that on his album. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he did. Yeah. Serve somebody. Yeah. Yeah. It's nice. So, so you guys hadn't seen each other in a while, and you go on tour, but you got a real friendship, you know. Yeah, yeah. I felt really good. Yeah. Because, because for a long time, I thought maybe he was angry with me. Yeah. You know, but I felt really good. Oh, it seems like he had a pretty he had he had a pretty big life. Yes. <laughs> oh yes. Oh yeah. Somebody. Somebody wrote that Mavis dodged a bullet. <laughs> That's probably true. Nah, nah. But, but back then, he was a sweet, sweet kid. So, you know, after all these years, you know, when, you, you know, working with the, doing your solo stuff and then, you know, working with the singers, is anybody still around? Is Purvis around? Or any, yeah. Oh, he is. Yeah. Purvis is just, in my family, Purvis and I are the only two uh-huh. left. Yeah. I lost Yvonne last year. Uh, Cleedy in 2014 uh-huh. and Pops 2000. It don't seem like that's 19 years that Pops has been gone. It don't. I started thinking. I said, it just don't seem like that. Yeah. Don't seem like it, Yvonne. It, now uh, this past April, mm. Yvonne's been gone a year. Yeah. I couldn't believe that. Yeah. You know, so. It's crazy. And Purvis. Yeah. Purvis is just Purvis is the player. He still think he's a player. He's eighty four years old. <laughs> <laughs> he he didn't stay in the music game though, huh? No. He he quit the group in nineteen sixty nine. Mm. But he wanted to manage the emotions. Yeah. And he did. He managed them. He did. <laughs> yeah. And he got some hits on them with, with uh with Isaac Hayes and uh-huh. and uh uh Porter. And but the, the, the emotions this was a family too, three girls and their father. But the difference in the emotions, they they evidently didn't listen to their parents or or their parents brought them up different from what our parents. Yeah. See, because the girls weren't, weren't haywire. They oh, weren't, yeah. And Purvis couldn't couldn't uh, keep them together. Uh-huh. So that was it for but now you've you've quit your family. And and Yvonne is singing in Purvis' play. Purvis wanted to come back. Cause pops told him, Purvis say, pops say, uh, Purvis, wouldn't you like to take a, de- a leave of absence instead of quitting? No, no, I want to quit. Oh, well, you know how young boys get yeah. when they, I no, I'm quitting, I'm gone. So, uh, so, uh, so pops really ran it like a business, huh? Oh, yeah. business. Oh, yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah. When Yvonne took that part, that's you no, know, this Yvonne's part now. Yvonne wasn't just because he wanted to come back after he met. Yeah, 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 yeah. After the after the girls broke up. Uh, yeah, he wanted to come back, but and you guys work with you work with Curtis Mayfield? Oh Lord, yes. Yeah, Curtis lived right right around the corner from us, and we did you know do it again. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, oh many songs. With he Curtis. seems like a, he was a real genius. That he time. was. He was a true genius. Yeah. True. Curtis, when he wanted us to sing "Do It Again." You know, this is a this, now. This is the only secular song that the staple singers have sang, mm. and, and and ever, ever, mm. ever, because Daddy told him, Curtis, uh, now Pop, Curtis had given me my part, and he said, now Pop, this is your part, and that was I like your lady, so fine with your pretty hair. Pop said, Curtis, man, I'm not gonna say that. 
I'm not going to say that. I'm a, I'm a church man. Yeah. I ain't say, and Curtis, oh, Pop, you can say it. The Lord won't mind. He said, I'll pray for you, Curtis. Curtis, and look, me and Cleetie and Yvonne, we started it on Pop. We wanted to hear our vo- This was a movie. Yeah. And we wanted to hear our voices on the big screen. Yeah. You know, so we told Daddy, come on, Pops. It's just a movie score. Ain't nobody going to mess with us <laughs> over there. <You> know? <laughs> and, and, and sure enough, they, the church people did not mess with us mm. over Do It Again. Now, you're talking about a circular song, secular. And, and, and Pops, he didn't want to do it. But every time he said it on stage, when he said, I like you, lady, yeah. the ladies, oh, Papa. And <laughs> they loved it. <laughs> oh, he loved He would just be grinning, and he'd look right at me and grin with that twinkle in his eye. I said, uh-huh. Yeah. What, what happened to your mom? Mom, is, mom was home. Yeah. Mom, <laughs> mom would laugh, too, when we told her yeah. about it. But, uh, no, see, my mother, she didn't travel with us. She was... My mother was just a wheel in the middle of a wheel. Mm. She kept everybody straight. Mm. Yvonne and Cleety, if anybody was going to argue, it would be Yvonne and Cleety. So mama would tell them not, don't, no, y'all don't do that. You know your sisters. <laughs> you don't, you're not going to get anywhere talking to each other like that. Yeah. She just calmed them down. My mother was the best cook in the world. Yeah. Everybody would come to town, and she would listen to to my friends' problems. Yeah. You know, she'd help everybody. Uh-huh. And Nancy Wilson, oh, she yeah. would call Mama before she get there. Mom, I want some cream corn. Yeah. When I get Ray Charles, he wanted greens and 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 sweet potato pie. Yeah. He told Mama, Sister, <laughs> we could start a franchise with this sweet potato pie. You know, <laughs> we could start a franchise, big ones, little ones. Oh man, everybody would come to mama's house. And 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 pops, you know, when they had the payola, yeah. pops started taking sweet potato pies to the disc jockeys. Oh yeah. <laughs> and one of the disc jockeys, E. Rodney Jones in Chicago, he come on the radio. Them staple singers, I tell you, they don't need no payola. Yeah. They got paola. <laughs> And boy, the people were, see that that was that was uh he had just played respect yourself respect yourself brand new, and he played it. And then he started talking about Paola. Oh really? The pie got respected yourself the, on the radio? Yes, indeed. Oh, wow. Daddy knew what he was doing. My father, shrewd, shrewd. Yeah, yeah. So when you like the the shift from like you know from stacks and then you go down there and record with those guys at Muscle Muscle Shoals. Yeah, There's, it's like it just—it's sort of stunning to me. Like you know, you you did all the work with the family, but the way these producers shape, you know, you know how they're going to support you. Uh-huh. Like, did you like the working at Muscle Shoals? Oh, Who was yes. that? Jerry Wexler, the original guys, right? Oh no, he worked with Aretha, and he worked over at Fame. Uh-huh. It was it was a company there, uh, a record studio called Fame. Right, right. And uh, the one we were at was Muscle Shoals. Yeah, this was Barry Beckett, Jimmy. Little David, David uh-huh. Hood. Yeah. Oh, and, David Hood. Uh, I know his son, Patterson. Yeah. Patterson. Yeah. See, that's all it was in Muscle Shoals, our recording studios. Mm-hmm. And um, It wasn't like a family like Stax. Like Stax, everybody hung out, right? I mean, No. Oh, well, no. they would hang out at different studios. Oh, okay. At different ones. Because I never, we never made it over to fame. Hmm. Now, I'll be going to Muscle Shoals for a, a festival 
next month. Yeah. Yeah. And um Is David Hood still alive, no? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, David was playing at he he was at the, the birthday party in in uh Nashville the other night. Oh yeah? Yeah. Your birthday? Yeah yeah. You had a big birthday, huh? I'm having I look, I had a big one in Apollo. Yeah. The Apollo the Apollo was sold out. Yeah. And and uh this one was at the Ryman in oh, Nashville. Yeah. And this came, this Wednesday night is going to be here in I Los know, Angeles. I know. I wish I could come. At the Ace. Yeah. You can't come. I think I might have to. I got to go on the road on Thursday, but maybe I'll I'll make sure I go. Okay, okay, Yeah, okay. yeah. That'd be good. So, like, down but, in Nashville, Jason Isbell came by? Did Jason come by? Oh, yeah, by? Jason Isbell. Yeah. Right. He, he played, he's playing on all three. Oh, yeah. That dude is bad. He is, man. He right? He's really, really good. He can yeah. really write a song. He can deliver it. Yeah. Yeah. And and he's got he's he's got this uh, festival in Muscle Show. So I said I hadn't met him. I hadn't ever known. Oh, but I loved the way he sing and he plays yeah. guitar. Yeah. So I'll see him again Wednesday night. Who else is coming on Wednesday? Um, Grace Potter. Mm-hmm. Guess who wanted to come? Who? Tom Waits. Oh. Tom Waits. And 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 John Mayer was, was coming, but he had to pull out. Is Tom coming? Tom well Tom he, he was coming. He sent a message the other day. He has to go to out east to a memorial. Oh. Someone's memorial. He sang with me before he came to my show. Yeah. And and so I told him I wanted him to sing again. Oh Mavis. Oh Mavis. I'll be there. Mavis. Yeah. Oh Mavis. Yeah. Yeah. Put my arms up, but but uh, he can't make it. You got now, a lot of you got a lot of great fans. I do, I yeah. do. It's crazy, right? Yeah, man, that's amazing. And I like the way that you know you kind of landed back into this sound, you know, with Ben, because you know you listen to the record. You know, the Prince records are great, you know, yes. and and then you know there's some other records. That, there was one record there that was a little little discoy. Yes, back in the yeah, day, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But now on. you know you come you come back around through you Full know full circle. Yeah, through Rye and and through uh, you know Tweety and right. the Ward record, and then you sort of land at this nice sound. That, a lot like the sound that you did with the staple singers, but also like the one you did at Alligator, you know, where it's, yes. just, it's just like, it's all straight ahead. You That's know right. I mean? yeah, You're exactly yeah. right, Mark. Yeah. I tell you, I'm so grateful, too. Yeah. I am so grateful. So, Ben, is he going to be there on Wednesday? Oh, Ben will yeah, be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah Ben will yeah. be there. Ben and I are going to do tomorrow night, we're going to do Kimball. Kimmel, yeah. Yeah. He's a nice guy. Oh, he's nice. Yeah. He's nice. But yes, oh, oh, I I am I am having the time of my life. It's right great. Now. You deserve it and you know, it sounds like you're having a great time and the record's great. Yeah. What, uh, what, it's so much fun, huh? It's so much fun. Yeah. It's so much fun. But I'm I'm kinda wondering, you know, this might be my last last record. I don't know. Yeah. It it, it might be the last one. I don't know if I can top this record. You don't have to decide now. You don't think so? No. Okay, Mark. <laughs> okay, well, I'll stop. I'll stop. Thanks for I, talking to me. Oh, I, I had a wonderful time talking to you. And I'm hoping I'll get out I'm there so on Wednesday. I'm so glad you invited me. Oh, it's so I good. hope you get out there, too. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I, I love it. I love you. It's a, It was a great honor to talk to you. Yeah. When 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 uh when I saw you in London, yeah. I, I knew it was something about you. <laughs> It was something about you. <laughs> I was so excited to see you. Yeah. I didn't even know what that show was. I'm like, Mavis is going to be there. I don't either. But y'all laughed at me when I had my egg white omelet. Yeah. Y'all cracked up. <laughs> we did. I tell you. But I sure Staying thank healthy. you. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Yeah. And I, 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 
I ask people if they know you. Everybody knows you. Oh, good. Everybody knows oh, you. Oh, good. Yeah, I've talked to a lot of people. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I heard you talking to Melissa. Oh, yeah. Melissa McCarthy? Yeah, yeah. yeah, she's great. She's one of my favorites. She's so funny. <laughs> Is she coming on Wednesday? I wish. <laughs> oh, don't do that to me. <laughs> I wish I knew her well enough to tell her to, to come. To tell her to come. All right, well, have a good show. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks, Mark. Amazing, right? What Was that an amazing conversation? Huh? How about that Japanese folk song? Are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking kidding me? She just pulled that out. I, I swear to God. Like, I don't think she knew that she remembered that whole thing. Amazing. It was a real, that was a real treat for me. I hope you enjoyed it. Her new album, Mavis's new album, We Get By, is available now wherever you get music. I don't have a guitar with me. <laughs> Boomer lives! <laughs>